0: Hello! We love words. Written, spoken, hinted, shouted, gentle, outrageous, and always enlightening. Intriguing. But there again, we are library staff. You'd expect nothing less. So tune into Library Words for interviews, memories, business tips, stories and more. We'll talk to authors, poets and local people, always keeping you usefully entertained.
1: Recently, We sat down with a group of Year 9 and 10 students from Prendergast Vale in Lewisham, as well as their teacher and their school librarian. We talked about the books that we'd read recently, and whether we'd liked them or not. We also talked about some of our favourite books, or the books that stood out to us for reasons either good or bad. We also touched upon topics such as censorship, racism, the idea of separating the art from the artist, and how the students actually feel about representation in books. Welcome to Library Words.
0: Hi, I'm Frances Curry, and I work in the library at Prendergast Bell School, and I have lots of hobbies, but mostly of my kids take up my time. And my new rescue dog! Oh,
2: oh I I um,
3: I'm Miss Ray and I'm an English teacher, and uh, I really enjoy drawing most of the time, so especially digital art, so that's me. Um, I'm Alexis, I enjoy writing and I like doing digital art as well. Um,
4: I'm Mia and I really like cooking, it's one of my favourite things to
5: do. Uh, I'm Arthur and I really like eating. (laughs) 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 You're sat next to the perfect person. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
6: Kyla, I really like sports, most typically football and
2: boxing. I'm Mariam, I really like writing and music.
7: I'm
1: Frank, Um, I like to read, I do stuff.
6: I'm
1: Owen and I like drawing and reading. Um, yeah, so I'll just say, I said I'm Andrew already, but I didn't say what I like doing. I like photography and digital arts. So, yeah. well, and e- do these and, guys like reading, And eating so. and cooking. Mm. So, not so much sports. but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> these guys all like reading, that's well, why I'm all. Well, we're in the right yeah. place. Okay, yeah, yeah, so. so that,
1: yeah, you're here because <laughs> we're here to talk about reading. Um, right, first of all, what. Have you been reading recently and have you enjoyed it? Most important question. Anyone want to go first?
8: Well, for me, I've been reading Wuthering Heights. I hope i pronounced that properly. Yeah. Okay. But um, I just took it like, to borrow books so where I had something that I was currently reading because I'm more into writing. And surprisingly, I'm actually getting into it. I mean, the beginning was kind of confusing because there's a lot of introduction and trying to take you through the characters. But like when the narrative changes, I'm starting to see like where the actual plot is coming in. So it's it's like a journey in one book, it's good.
1: Okay. Anyone else wanna go next? Now you got this is is the problem, you got to think well, actually what I have I been
2: reading lately? Um, in and I we've been studying to kill a mockingbird, we've been analysing language about it. It talks about a very white, not so privileged family. They live in a city called Make Home in South America, south of America. And their father, Atticus, he's a really significant character who's trying to stop a black man being accused of assaulting a white woman. And there's a lot of controversy in it. Um, Ironically, as the author is a white woman, which um, presents it really well because there's also that idea that if it wasn't produced and if it wasn't written by a white woman, it wouldn't have been as popular. Which is why we learn it in literature today, and we're trying to get the younger generation to understand the underlying connotations about racism and how it goes both ways.
1: Nice we starting
7: racism yes, in the first five yes. minutes. This is what I like. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I didn't really like *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Um, I found it very boring. I I daydreamed a lot while trying to look at the page, and I also found that it was a bit strange because I'm um, um, a lot of racial slurs were in the book, and when
1: I found out The Awful as well, I was like, What? Very, very interesting point because that, it was re released not long ago, wasn't it? And then they also didn't they rewrite was it rewritten to a different book? I can't remember the name of it, it's terrible. It's a, I don't know. I, don't know. It, um, I, was back, I was back at Deptford still, so you're talking between 2011 and 2017. I'm fairly certain there were, there were bits that weren't in the final book. That they then put in with a rewritten version. I think apparently it came out a bit more racist than before. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you found that the racial slurs in that were quite uncomfortable when you realised that, that she was a white woman. Yeah. I was like, no way. Did anyone else feel that? <laughs> or, no, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. You thought that, guy Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, She's
6: breaking the funny white woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then my like, was like
1: racial slurs. That it's interesting. I mean, I've actually never read it. It's one of those things where I've. You know, there's so many books. There or, are so many books. And, or books and films, even, where I've, I've just never actually read it. it was. Yeah, like, um, I've
7: been missing a bit of a few English lessons. So when I first came back in and I read the book, the first page I saw was, um, was a page where the end was just right there. And I was like, I sort of reading this.
3: <laughs> but do yeah. you think it's because of the society that they were, they were living in, and then do you think that would ever justify it? Because if they were a writer during that time, um, not necessarily looking at To Kill a Mockingbird, just any book in general, if they were writing during that time and that was considered the norm, do you think um, that should now be redacted from books? Um, or do you think it's justified because of the context um, that they were living in?
7: I think it should still be kept in the book because what's done is done. And um, since everyone really likes it, I don't think it's right to just edit it because um, we've changed as a, quote, society.
1: So, yeah.
0: But it's good to bring up the debate, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's very good. Yeah. 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 No, that's, yeah, I can imagine, I mean, back then, people would read the book, and to them it's just kind of natural, because they probably heard the word more than they actually read it, unfortunately. Yeah. Whereas now, obviously, no one, like you mentioned, it, it's just the own word. That's what we would refer to it as now. But obviously, when you read it, with you know, in, you know, quite letters in front of you, is I quite stark, but in general you also find the book a bit boring. <laughs> mm. Did anyone else find it boring when they read it? Um, yes, yeah, me. We didn't off.
4: get to read it as a year because we were in lockdown, okay. but a book we did read which was um, over the similar kind of topics was Of Mice and Men, we read uh, that Okay. Yeah. and um, I feel as though that Of Mice and Men has a lot of controversy as well in, within it, and I think like partly that's what the make, makes the book so popular because people want to read that and they want to know what's going on. Um, but I think now that's been taken out of our curriculum. Oh, has oh, it? Yeah,
0: yeah. but it's still in the library. Yes. Yeah.
1: Interesting. I didn't know it was taken out of that curriculum. I read that. We read that. In I think it's a
0: fantastic book, but it is an uncomfortable book.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. because of yeah. that, it's been taken out just so that maybe could um, shine a light more on the positive imagery of... Um, what we had during then, so we now have um, lots and Crosses, so we've swapped it with that instead. Um, not necessarily positive there, but um, you do have um, Black Brighton, so we're kind of bringing in that aspect, making it a bit more diverse rather than staying with the same books that we usually yeah, of um, teach.
1: Yeah, because <coughs> yeah, obviously, at Meisterbend, you had George and Lenny, and there was mm-hmm. a lot of sort of ableist slurs. Um, yeah. And I, saw, I actually saw something not that long ago where they, someone highlighted a lot of the weird things that are in at Meisterbend. And there so were loads of stuff so that so I... As well, yeah, so that, yeah, that and also that, um... Was it someone's a husband, was it Curly?
3: Kind of used, Curly kept yeah.
1: his hand in a glove and <laughs> Really weird. Yeah,
3: that's usually the student's favourite part. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know, but I'd I completely forgotten it. But the, I think also the difference, I went to school a few years before you. I'm not going to get into how many years. A few years before you, and it didn't really... Was a problem to us, I don't think. I
0: think it's also a really good book. It's a, it's a really difficult one, that one.
1: Yeah, it it's was we I remember we enjoyed it yeah. but I suppose everyone now is a bit more aware of the stuff that you shouldn't say.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Twenty years ago when I was at school no one mm-hmm. fortunately no, was... no one thought mm. that it was necessarily bad or I mean obviously you we read it and we think, Okay, you definitely shouldn't pull something out. We knew it was bad, but we didn't necessarily it wasn't it I don't think the curriculum was ever a problem. I mean, for example, we were given a choice what we wanted to read for a level and we all chose a clockwork orange because i think it had just been unbanned in the cinema that year and for those that have never seen the film hopefully no one here has seen the film just check in but um the book is amazing it's about a gang of teenagers in the in the movie they're kind of played by his early 20s but they're supposed to be around 13 14 but they're a gang that do some very horrible things they attack people they rape. They're they're not nice people, and the book kind of follows them as to what they do. And we got to choose that. But it was mostly fascinating because they wrote their own language in the book. They they spoke in their own language called Nadsat. Um, so for us, it was fascinating. But nowadays, I don't know if you get away with.
0: Something I think you that. I think have trouble.
3: No, now it has a different kind of intensity. Yeah. When you come across these terms, um, I think yeah. it's a bit more sensitive and it's a bit more. Um, I don't know if I should say relevant because it's um, <clears throat> more like people are taking a bit more action against um, these things that we have in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, with Black Lives Matter, Me Too, and so
1: forth. Yeah, there's definitely some Yeah, things there's in a, the lot a lot awareness. more of those, Yeah. But as long as the, the ability to have access to the books is still there, it's not a problem. Because like you said, you can't take things out. You expect, but as long as people are aware, this is in. Have any has anyone else read anything that's made them question? Oh, is this okay? Do you have any Memories
5: of it? Oh, well, I suppose it wasn't the content of the book, but it was more the, the connotations of the author H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, okay, very good, yeah. I've, I've been reading lots of his short stories lately, and um, I told my friend about it, and they said, Oh, have you heard what he named his cat? Which was, no, he named his cat the N word, yeah. which ridiculous of course mm-hmm. and it's kind of conflicting like am I allowed to enjoy these novels it's kind of like have people done like J.K. Rowling these mm-hmm. days as well because of the author doing like being transphobic mm-hmm. it's quite Is it, it's quite difficult to
1: separate the author from the works which is brilliant yeah. we, had a couple, we were just yeah. talking about this just it before because yeah. I was explaining there's a musician called Morrissey in a band called The Smiths. He's now like a really extreme far right fanatic.
2: The EDL guy, yeah. Yeah, racist.
1: Yeah, he wears his like uh, yeah. brilliant first badges at mm-hmm. concerts. And it's annoying because The Smiths are like my favourite band mm. of all time and they're amazing, but the lead singer is just a horrible racist. He's, he's not a nice person. But like you say, it's kind of hard to separate the artist from the art. Mm. I'd say um
7: sure that is the case like um except where it's like I don't get why people don't like um J K Rowling stuff anymore because of how she's transphobic. Like, I get that it's a bad thing, but no freedom of speech stuff like that. Like um even if you don't like their views, it doesn't mean that you should hate their work and what they've created because it's it's
1: created a lot of things like it's it's helped them turn people into who they are and stuff. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I think more people are of that thing where they can try and separate, and they do enjoy. Does anyone, does everyone here like read a red Harry Potter book before?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, nice. that I
0: really enjoyed them.
1: I'm, I'm yeah. nothing against them. Seen the Harry Potter films though? Yeah. No. Very, very good. We've got a rebel over here. <laughs> like my, my other half, she loves Harry Potter, and she hated what J.K. Rowling seems to become. But I think as long as they're hatred doesn't come off in the work, then it's kind of like, like you mentioned H.P. Lovecraft back to that. None of his works have ever really been that bad. He kind of keeps his views separate even though his views are quite horrible. think he's he, he, he a bit
0: ghastly in a different way, but,
1: you
0: know, mm. evil gods.
1: Yeah, he's very sort of other worlds and mystical and all that. Yeah. Um, but his personal views where he thought, you know, sort of black and indigenous people were of a lower level in, in general, he never really, it never really comes across thankfully, but then saying that I don't think he ever wrote a black character into his books, so
0: yeah,
1: yeah. I suppose that's how he got around a bit. Okay. So that so you found out uncomfortable when you found out about yeah, somewhat, I suppose.
5: Yeah, it was just I, it was just probably quite. Good. I was really enjoying this Call of Cthulhu. It's mm-hmm. probably my favourite one, and then like it has some like derogatory language in them. But I kind of thought lots of writers do that. It's not good, but whatever, whatever. And then yeah, after hearing about it, it's, yeah, it's quite. Difficult,
1: it's I hard. Mm. yeah. All right, so right, we've done lots of hatred. What, what do we? What um, do we love? Oh, you got one more.
8: Yeah. yeah. I've been
4: reading a book, and it's still about those social problems, but it's putting it into a positive light. I think the book is called This Is Not Okay, or something around that kind of. And it's about a girl who gets slut shamed, and it's a diary of her taking it day by day and turning that into something positive. And I really enjoyed the book because it's taking those social problems that a lot of teenagers face today, and it's making it positive and um I just felt like it was a really good read so it's uncomfortable
1: subject matter but it was still good yes and
4: I like that it was um available to us in our library because like sometimes the books that have touchy ideas are very like to older uh pushed towards older ages but the fact that I was able to read it and I think I read it in year nine it was great because I was Able to read what's happening, and it kind of gets it gets you ready for the real world, almost.
1: Actually, to go back to something because you mentioned so, if my cement's been taken out, I would put lots and crosses yeah. instead. Have we all read noughts and crosses? Yeah. Did we enjoy that? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well it's a tragedy,
1: which is obviously. <laughs> oh, not <laughs> in <Hard> to <laughs> so, <laughs> enjoy.
3: So is the wrong word. Yeah, but yeah, Very, good.
1: very kind of everyone hears that. It was a read. Really, that's a really good book. Well they a, did do Of
3: Mice and Men, so they didn't get a chance to do Notts and Crosses um, because then it was changed for the other groups, so they missed out on that I guess. But you can right. always read it in your own time, maybe? Of course.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you didn't enjoy Of Mice and Men? I
2: haven't read
3: it. Oh, yeah, you haven't read
1: it. No, no, but you haven't read it. Haven't read it. I haven't read oh, it. oh, okay, so you haven't actually... No, no, no. So have got
3: like two dividing sides. They've read Notts uh, and Crosses and they would have read Of Mice and Men.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Um, one of the questions, uh, maybe the only question that I prepared for this, was about representation and about does representation matter to you when you're reading a book? No, you don't You don't feel like you have to no, relate? No, no.
2: Because it's words. When you're reading a book, yes, there is description of it, but it's based on your interpretation of the book. So you have the choice on whether you want to relate to that person or if you want to be like that person. And that's why literature is so subjective today, because you're in complete accountability of what your imagination lets you to do.
1: You're nodding like you've yeah, um, developed a
5: like, feeling. Um, yeah. It hasn't dawned on me in the in past time. Now,
3: yeah, it's the idea of being misrepresented at times as well. And so yeah. that could be when it might turn sour, let's say. Um, so, while representation is great, but are we collecting enough? Um, I don't know, are we educating ourselves enough for that to be the correct? Uh, representation to be showing in society of that group of people? Are we using their ideas, their thoughts, their cultures, and who they are? And are we actually embedding that or is it just from what we know and then just embedding that in? Uh, So it really depends on where it comes from for me. And as long as
1: it's not forced as well. When it's a bit obvious as to why they're doing sort of things. Yeah, no tokens and thanks.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, let's get on to something that we love now. Has anyone read anything, could be something when they were younger, that that they love something that's stuck with them? What's do you have a favourite book?
6: Mm, Put you on the spot. I like um. Well, I don't really have a favourite book. I like multiple books at the same time. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, do you have a, a favourite sort of genre of book? Is there anything that you usually um, mostly
6: mystery and detective stories. Especially. Really?
1: Have you ever read any Sherlock Holmes? No. Give it a try. Mm-hmm. It seems very old timey but when you read some, it's a very some of it's like science like. The very first time he's trying to discover blood analysis is very much like the CSI of today. So if you yeah. like crime and mystery, you should give that a try. Frank, not to put you on, not to embarrass you now, but when I knew you when you were little, you didn't like reading that much. It I don't think I ever saw you with a book in your hand. Your hand was always on the keyboard playing some kind of game with your sister. Yeah. But now, you love reading. Is this correct? Uh, I guess I've always liked
7: reading. It's just that um, when I was in the presence of the library, I just um, I the computers. And I don't think I really played with my sister much yet. My favourite book, um, I don't really have any favourites, but, yeah, I don't have any favourites. So what?
2: There's two in mind. Right. I used to love Scooby-Doo. I still actually watch the show now. I love the book. The book is great. And I also, I used to watch and read Agatha Christie's Poirot. I used to love that show really? and the book. I used to think the cases were really cool and Poirot really articulated himself. And that's how he got those cases successfully.
6: Yeah.
2: Um, um, it was quite, I was not
6: quite recently, but I think it was like the beginning of the year or like close right to the end of last year. It was this book. It's called Catching a Telecur. That's. I think that's the book that really got me into reading. I remember asking Rishkari about the book. Yeah,
0: that's a really good
6: book, isn't it? Yeah, that's like the book that really got me like into reading. And it's kind of like... Change, reading more, it changed my mindset of how I look at certain things. I've noticed it, like change my writing as well for the better. Honestly, it. it's basically got me into reading a lot. That's, more. that's
0: a really interesting book as well. It's by an Aboriginal author, or well, two yeah. Aboriginal authors actually, isn't it? Brother and sister, maybe. And it's, but it's quite, it's quite a hard, gritty read, isn't it? But you enjoyed it, not you? Yeah, I gritty? really loved that
1: book. And that sparked your kind of your, your love for reading. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah.
0: It's got it's got some heavy subjects, well.
1: What, child abuse,
6: murder, supernatural—all the all, pleasant all stuff. Yeah. I really like the way that they portray it as well in the book. It's not like it's like straight like in your face. They like, kind of like portray it in a way that's it's more like a story like a story that like could fit into a child's mansion. If that makes sense, but almost not. a really dark topic. I don't know how to explain it. But I think I mean, it's like, it quite well. It. Yeah,
8: yeah.
5: Well. Uh. Well. Uh. I find it difficult to pick out favourites with things, but one book I always find myself going back to, that I've also never really finished, I've read the beginning over and over again, um, uh, The Northern Lights, Philip Pullman. I just, it's the fantasy, like, very renowned book, I, at least from my findings. Um, it's, it's really just, it's just really enveloping in the story, that his writing's just really Interesting, yeah. We've just never got yeah. go round
4: for no.
1: Yeah, that's no. fair enough. Yeah.
4: Um, for me, a book that's stuck with me since I seven has been Wonder. It was an amazing read, and it really got me into reading. And I feel as though seeing that, going back again to representation, seeing that representation is just amazing throughout books because I love, I just, I loved it, and I loved the movie, but. Um, yeah, that's just a book that stuck with me that I could
0: reread a thousand times. Did you cry at any point? Yeah. Yes, towards yeah. the end, at the end I
4: cried yeah. because yeah. It, was, it was so... I, what I loved and what I love when I write is telling a story from different points. Um, I find that very interesting to get into the minds of other people. And so when I was reading Wonder, and you was in August's brain and you was in the sister's brain, it was just, it was really, it was nice to see different viewpoints.
8: I think I'm not much of a reader. I can read books and it's it's kind of like fascinating to see how an author is able to make a whole world that they can pull you into. And I think books have the ability to create an attachment within like you and then the characters that you have in the book. But I'm more like leaning over to like creating my own world. So like books help me see how authors develop their skill and what I can develop within like my own writing. I think when it comes to writing books, every book is basically an insight into what the author is thinking, like their world in their head. So like, I feel more that I create my own world based on like what I see and kind of what I'm trying to push out of like what's surrounding.
1: What. Wow. So, like, <laughs> well amazing. well, no, well Good
0: to
3: start with Wuthering Heights in that case. Yeah, well, <laughs> very good to writing. Yeah, yeah. Right, Miss? Um, so I've got a few books, like quite a few of you. Um, but I think the ones that have stood out to me this year at least, um, definitely Six of Pros uh, that I've been lending from Miss as well. Um, I think it's just been a really nice, because I think there was a point in time where I stopped reading. I know as an English teacher I should not be admitting that, but I definitely stopped reading at some point. And uh, having to go back to reading... Um, kind realised that I really need to know that um, I just need to find a book that I really like in order to um, drag myself back into that world and actually enjoy it. So um, going back to Six of Prose, that was a really nice way of um, bringing me back to reading because of the diversity in the group itself. Um, and just the storytelling, the adventures that they had, having a twist at every turn, um, and uh, just kind of going along with that journey. So even though it's quite a big book, let's say, it's actually a really nice read and you don't actually realise how long it is because when you're in that world, you just want to keep going and by the time you do reach the end, you're thinking, you know, you'd actually like to have more. Um, and also another book that I really liked was <clears throat> Cap on the Shore by Haruki Murakami. Um, And I think it was just a really strange experience, I don't know if I liked it more, so it was more interesting. And uh, I think just the way it was pieced out and his writing as well was just really beautiful when it pieced it all together. Because it talks about the mundane, but it does it in such a magical way at the same time. Um, And another kind of writer that can link to that is probably uh, Chimamanda, if I've said that correctly, Um, Purple Hibiscus. Um, That book I thought was um, just the writing is so beautiful that when you're reading, you can picture the whole world around you, you can picture that environment that they're in, and it just makes it all the more appealing. Um, the plot itself was probably um, nothing kind of mind-blowing, let's say, but the writing is what kind of carried you through uh, because of how beautiful it was in those books. But yeah, I think that's where I'm out with my reading. Yeah, she, she's a great author, isn't yeah.
0: she? Yeah. Um, I absolutely love the Rivers of London series by Ben Aronovich, but I can't recommend them to the kids yet. I think the first novel has a baby being thrown out a window, (laughs) so (laughs) it's Oh, look,
1: there, Frank's minds going
0: there, okay. But they are really, really good books. They're the type of books that every time a new one's published, you're hungry to go and get it. I'm going to have to go and get it in London back. Um, They've got uh, a young cop in London, Um, so it's kind of a bit police procedural, but then you have magic thrown in. So it's, yeah, they're great fun.
1: Brilliant. And my favourite book is I Am Legend, which some of you probably haven't read, but you might have seen the film with Will Smith. You know, it's about vampires and thinking. Basically, the film absolutely murders the book. It's not a good film in the life as compared to the book. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't read the book until I was at university, so I would have been about 20. And there's, it's just, it basically just follows one guy. The world's kind of been surrounded by vampires and it's just this lone white man. And there's only one point in the book where you realise the time when the book was written because he refers to his Negro colleague, so not quite as intense as that. And it was not meant derogatory, but when I read it then, I was like, oh, it's an odd way of putting it. But I suppose back then, that's how people would have... That that would have been the most polite way of trying to put that across. Um, So, yeah, it was interesting. But that's probably uh, my favourite book. I've only got one more question, really. Um, Do you guys... Talk to each other about reading. Do you talk to your friends about reading? Do you think reading's cool? Do you think it's a cool hobby to have? Yeah. Does so anyone cool. even use the word cool anymore? I don't know, I'm showing my <laughs> age now. Are you prou- are you proud of being a reader? This is the most important thing. Yeah. 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 yeah? You are. Mm-hmm. Do you think it makes you smarter than everyone else? I'm a well, like, yeah, does.
2: Cool.
6: I think
8: reading has a way of developing you in like a subtle way. Because when you read something, you're also absorbing even a little bit of what the author's trying to put across. So, just like books change and how they're perceived is different based on how society changes as well. So, when it comes to reading, I think it it depends on who's reading it and the, at the time they're reading it. Because you can read something now and think, yeah, it's okay, and then something could pop up tomorrow and then now the book is... Someone else
7: has realize that something's it. It really depends on your opinion, I guess. yeah, yeah I think um, yeah, reading's good because like most of the reason why I'm I'm like good at English is because I've been like watching a lot of stuff, like be it reading books, watching movies, shows, and everything. Like I read these words and I remember them. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And I just learn later, and so I can literally like limit the way it
1: was told and it was told really good. Mm-hmm. But it's not really the word for it. That's right. that's all right. Anyone else anything to say on that? Like, proud of being a reader? Uh,
5: it's interesting. Um, I think in school it's it's kind of in, like people it's kind of it's weird because as a reader you're like oh wow I'm doing something that's probably putting me at an advantage in lessons or that like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting smarter by reading but other people who don't read they're like wow you're such a nerd for reading. It's kind of it's an awkward dynamic because you're doing something that's well, it's bettering yourself, but everyone else thinks it's just bad. And I'm like, a, I'm a strange anomaly where I read quite often and I don't get better at English. So <laughs> it, I'm kind of doing it for no reason. Oh, I
0: wouldn't say for no reason.
1: <laughs> read for pleasure. There we go. Yeah. Well, I was going to say not everything is to do with education. I'm sorry to each yeah. Yeah. you, but
0: you in your life.
1: I mean, just just to put it out, like, I went to uni. I don't necessarily think that's helped me in my career mm. path which I don't think has been a failure. I'm just saying I mean, it's not everything. So I probably don't think of it as for nothing. Yeah, I don't think um, reading in school is really that good because there's a lot of distractions
7: and um, you can get interrupted by even the smallest of things. Like be it chairs moving, people walking. What's the starts. ideal reading scenario then, Frank? Reading scenario, maybe um, somewhere by yourself, like isolated from other people where the only thing you can hear is the words in the books.
0: Nice. Um, so yeah, so. I
4: agree. Back to a previous point about do your friend group share books? Um, especially in my friend group, whenever we've read a book that we've really enjoyed or we've really liked, we'll go straight away and we'll tell each other, oh, this is a great book, you should read it. Um, but I don't necessarily necessarily feel like that's a good idea, especially for me, because... I feel as though when I'm, or I'm, I'm recommended something or I'm told to do something, it just kind of puts pressure on it. Um, so I feel as though sharing the books around is a good idea, but just not for me.
8: I think going back to what Arthur said about like how people can make you feel that something may be wrong in like reading, because maybe like a few years ago to read and sit alone, that's like okay, like you could find other people who could all sit in a quiet place and read. But then you get into like a school environment and then there's different cultures within it that think someone who's reading isn't as cool as someone else or like, they're just doing it because they're lonely or they just want to sit there and get into a book because they have nothing better to do. So it depends on how it's like received by other people. And then if you yourself are sitting there and enjoying the book, then you're less prone to notice how other people feel about it. So then you would think, well, no, actually, reading is actually cool for me because you're not taking in what other people are saying. So once again, it just depends on how
1: someone else will take it in and receive it. Yeah, I hear that one. If it makes you feel any better, I don't think this perception of whole. Sometimes people think you're an nerd has changed since I was young, because mm. I I used to read when I was up until thirteen, then I stopped, and then read from like seventeen sort of onwards. And people would still look at me and think, "What are you doing?" I remember a time a story. There's a the pub. I think Miss probably knows it. The auctioneer. Do you remember yeah. the auctioneer? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I remember reading Stephen King's Dreamcatcher in the pub on a Thursday night when it was student night and everyone was getting drunk. I'm not recommending this to you guys. Um, and I was on the stairs reading my book and everyone was like, what are you doing? But I'd got to the part near the end where I just had to finish it. So I'm the kind of guy that reads in the pub on a, a pile. <laughs> um, I think you're needed in yeah, your classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to say thank you for your time and thank you for the thrilling conversation. Um, been great. Thank, you. Thank you. Okay, thank up, you. thank you.
0: Thanks for listening and catch us again for more Library Words. Remember to subscribe to never miss an episode and links to all of our social media can be found on the podcast summary.